Hey guys, you are welcome to another episode of Life Sweep. My name is Rosalind Jethro. Life Sweep is a podcast that has come to interrupt thought patterns, providing real life solutions, and talking about all the things that are left unsaid so we can all win. Remember, if you ever need someone to talk to, my DM is always open at Jethro Fogram. Jethro is spelled J E T H R O 4. G-R-A-M Thank you for listening and sharing liking and telling your friends about us. I love you. I'll see you next week. Um, hello everyone, welcome back to Life Sip. My name is Rosalind Jethro and today I have the honor of hosting a serial entrepreneur, a TV host and a life coach who have been under our mentorship for a while. She's a global change maker who resides in Chicago and she's also the founder of Nazaru. Nazaru is an international trade development organization. She has an academy. You can check that out on www.toyiumesiri.com slash academy. Am I correct, Ma? Yes, you can also go directly to toyiumesiri.academy. Both leads to the same place. So thank you for having me. Right, thank you, Ma. I did not also say that she's an author and a mom. She's also a wife and she's here with us today. Once again, I am really so excited to have you here. I feel like you you have so much. What you have inside your head or in your mind it drives me crazy sometimes. And I am really happy to have you here, Ma. Oh, I'm I'm honored. I mean to be a part of to to be a part of other people's successes. Thank you. Thank you. So before we get to the topic of the day, which is creating the life that you want do you want to like tell us how you got here how you've invested so much and i don't know how do you do it you've been so consistent how do you do these things <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that where's where's the where's the energy coming from i need to i need to learn oh you're very funny oh my gosh so thank thank you so much hello to your listeners i'm i'm just super excited it's always a pleasure just to you know chill hang out it's almost like a coffee just having coffee with a dear sister here that's how this feels and i always love those type of easy easy conversations so yeah i'm, I'm a nigerian american i got my first degree in nigeria i have a um, bachelor's in mathematics from university of agriculture now federal university of agriculture belkuta unab and um, I came into the U.S. in 2004 for my master's program. And then from there, I started working in corporate America. It wasn't until maybe the eight years ago, my dad passed. And then I went back to the continent. And that that, that that's really what changed how I live life, really. So for me, it's living for impact. It's living for purpose. It's using all I have to impact the world really at the end of the day to know that we can not just live life for ourselves as an individual but we can touch lives so that's that's why i show up Mm, that's okay that's that's amazing so so it's been eight years since you decided to start giving out all that you know right and yes for me it looks like you have it all (laughs) i feel like you have it all like in all ramifications mm. and it looks like you've been able to create the future that you want has that mm. been for you 
what have so, you done? What are the sacrifices? Yeah, yes, I think there. <laughs> I think if we all listen to our hearts, I don't mean what the world is saying. Like what the world is saying right now, the world tells you um, get rich or die trying, right? Like yeah. the world paints a picture that many people are living and shaping their lives around. But mm. honestly, if everybody will be honest by themselves, if, if you listen to your heart, your heart will guide you to what would actually fulfill your life, right? But most of us are not doing that because for me, when my dad passed and I wrote a mini biography about, about him, I realized that nobody was even talking about his professional accomplishments when he died. They were talking about the effect he had on their life. The difference he made in their life was what was relevant. It wasn't all he acquired for himself. Not just professional. So he wasn't really measured. Professional growth, definitely. But how he actually even used his professional accomplishment to help other people level up, right? The promotions, how he advised people, how he helped people get new jobs, how he helped people, you know, encourage them to go into professional development. But those were the things people were talking about. Not what he did for himself, but how his life made a difference for them. So the journey really is not just what we acquire for ourselves, but how we're going to use all of that to make a difference. So it's good to acquire, definitely. It's good to create a livelihood for our family. But I think there's a, there's another type of future that your soul, your soul is calling you out. It talks to you that there's more, that there's more, that there is greatness. But you now need to ask, what does that greatness look like? That's the question everybody needs to try and unravel for themselves. Not through the eyes of people out there, but through the eye of your soul. Mm. What does greatness sound like for you, Rosalind? Mm. You you always have that question. No, no, that's the question. Like, I want people to think. (laughs) What greatness is to them, right? Mm -hmm. I think one of the things I learned from you was, I think, was it yesterday when you were talking about becoming more and feeding yourself? You said something about how much you impute in yourself is what people will see. So if you impute so much, you get an output of so much. And then if you don't impute anything, you begin to run empty. And so many persons are beginning to run empty these days because they're not mm-hmm. even very much in their mind so at what point do you know that okay let's say my mind is calling me or my heart is calling me to a certain thing at what point do i know that this is god's because if you look closely i, I think your dad lived a life of purpose mm-hmm. you can be everything but if you don't live a life of purpose i don't know where the fulfillment will come from so if mm-hmm. your heart is calling you to something how do you know that you're living a life that aligns with god's purpose or at what point do you know that okay this is god's purpose or how do you even discover that this is god's purpose for me in creating the future that you want because mm-hmm. you can create a future that you want and then that's not god's purpose that's not god's plan for you at the end of mm-hmm. the day you are helping people you're making people happy but there's just something in you maybe there's this thing that is not fulfilled you're not getting the fulfillment that you should get like a person who is actually living a life of purpose Mm. so in, in the space of you trying to create the future that you want how do you know that it aligns with god's purpose or god's plan for your own life as a personalist i think the first thing is for people to understand that we have all been programmed mm. to think a certain way to be a certain way you've been programmed everybody has been programmed the work now is to deprogram ourselves is that there's a program for the first 20 years of everybody's life you've been programmed to function 
independence right? right you listen to the teacher you do what the teacher tells you if you go into yes. exam and you write anything the teacher didn't write you will fail that class yes okay so many people are oriented towards pleasing the people around them mm. they are oriented towards pleasing their parents pleasing their teacher pleasing their employee pleasing 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 nothing wrong with that but awareness that you are running on a program okay that you now need to disrupt that's mm. key because you cannot leave purpose when you are running this program mm. okay when you are doing everything other people are telling you to do and you are doing just to make them happy if they are the god to you okay if you see your parents your friends your wife your husband your um, if you see them as god then you are there to make them unrepresent happy mm. but for those who are of christian faith god is god right and your direction the direction of our life needs to be from his source and so for those who are christians it's actually if you think about what happened in 2020 covid 19 and everything it disrupted all of these things before then too many people were shaping their life they were making all kinds of gods in their life including like pastors which everybody's their god mm. when 2020 happened it's like come back home it's you and the real the real god 2020 was supposed to teach us a lesson because we were pulled away from the things that were controlling our lives mm. right so the last two years hopefully people if people used it wisely is to recover their identity in god because that identity is important to now creating the future you want so now you actually have the you know we have the opportunity to see life more clearly without the noise right mm. the influence right there's so much influence that grips people's hearts and mind you know you don't want to say this to this person you don't want to say that to this person what would this person say those things what we call fear of man is what is ruling many people today how do you save yourself and rescue yourself from that external influence that external validation and then go in because that is where the real direction the real intuition the real clarity comes from inside out so it's a lot of work to get there but i'm just encouraging people to just slow down enough to listen to their ads i'm not going to be able to say oh this is what you should do this no but i'm saying that what you need to do what will make you happy what will bring you fulfillment i'm not saying it's going to be easy but i'm going to say it the source is inside you that answer is within you the vision is inside your greatness is inside you mm -hmm. but here's the key you know how fierce you are but oftentimes you might be in a community that will not celebrate your fierceness and that's why many people minimize themselves so you find out that you may not be showing people the full force of you because you may not even be ready to handle the full force of you <laughs> how does that sound yes you're, you're right so let me speak from the younger demographic now how that you try to live in fullness and some point you are just tired maybe you're tired of how life is responding to your dreams and you feel like okay it's okay is it time to do you think there should be a time where you give up on your dreams just because of life happening to you first i don't want to say when nigeria happens to you but i hope that nigeria does not happen to anybody but let's say generally and then life happens to you do you 
you think there should be a time when you're like okay this is the time when you should let go of this particular dream and then maybe try something new or try something else maybe different from the future you're trying to create for yourself try something new do you think anybody should ever give up or you should just keep trying and then one day buttons will click okay you know why why this thing is very very difficult is because most people were not trained to be creative most people were trained to do what other people tell them to do that's the real battle the real battle starts in the mind first is that now whenever you decide you want to create in the world what you see in your mind the ideas god gave you inside of you that is very valid that is the seed of your future when you step out and you want to do it the key is that you are not equipped and trained to pull it off that's why it is difficult imagine if somebody says now fly this plane even if you have a vision in your head that you're supposed to be a pilot, if you haven't been trained to function in that capacity, capacity. it's impossible to do. Okay. So there is the spiritual side of ideas, intelligence, the vision that God gives us. It's in the spiritual space where you capture it. So you are never supposed to give away what God has given you. It's the seed of your future. Your vision is the picture of the future okay yeah. you're never supposed to let that go the journey is acquiring the skills and support you need to create it that's what is difficult mm. what is difficult is if you decide you want to create you want to do a b c d you now need to pursue resources you need to pursue skills you need to pursue relationships that will help you create it and that is what that is what is difficult the idea itself you know it's not the problem the idea is never the problem is that your environment your location the people around you the resources you can acquire can make that job more difficult than is necessary that is the reality okay it's not that it is impossible because all things are possible to them that believe is that where you are and the people you've surrounded yourself with if they've never done what you're trying to do that's the pain that's okay so for a person who is in for a penny and in for a pound how do they deal with rejections or fears how have you been able to deal with your fears and say um how do i say this now I know what to do but i'm just so scared to go for my goals or oh, i'm i'm tired of rejections i'm tired to try again i'm already exhausted mentally and then emotionally you're drained what do you think a person like that how do you think they should handle issues like that yeah first thing is take a pen and a paper and write down your fear what are you afraid of because that's different for everybody if you will be honest with yourself what are you afraid of okay for some it could be maybe fear of livelihood okay. if they leave their job and they go they out survive? and they try and business how do they survive yeah. those are real right yeah. for some it could, it could be what will people say some some could be if this thing doesn't work out what will people say where do you fall back on like write all of those things down write it down because part of the stress is keeping those things eating in the locker of your heart and mind they are tormenting people once you start writing it down on paper you ease the pain once mm -hmm. you start seeing it on paper you now realize that you are actually greater than everything you just wrote on paper that's why i talk about strategies to remove barriers to yourself success so first of all acknowledge it write it down give it a name look at it and then speak to it like okay this is not really a big deal like okay you can now come up with strategies to meet this is what we talk about mitigating risks businesses do this all the time but you will move forward in spite of the risk what happens is that most people don't move forward because of the risk 
and no pain, no gain. So part of risk management is acknowledge, identify the risk, and then come up with a plan to lower if that risk ever happens, how you will undo it if it ever happens. But fear is you've already imagined that it has happened to you. Meanwhile, these things you are afraid of, they've not even happened to you. Mm. Right? Just Everything in your you thoughts. Yes, it's thoughts. Just in your thoughts. Yes, and they are tying. They are bind. They bind people. They stop people from yes. taking action. Yes. yes. The job of fear is to stop you from taking action. So the businesses would call it a risk. They will list out the risk. Only risk. They will give it a number. Risk one. This might happen. This rule. This might happen. This three. Right. And then what do they do? If this happens, these are our options. Option one, two, three. That's what we call game plan. Mm. Okay. If our competitor does this, then we could, we we have games we'll play. Those who go to the field of games like soccer game, mm. right? Boxing. Any of these games. They know this is what they do. Do you still play the game? You don't conclude that you are going to lose the game. If you conclude you are going to lose the game, you've lost the game. Mm. What you do with game plan is the coach will say, this is what we are playing against. These are our skills. This is what we are bringing to the table. We will train ourselves to make sure we don't lose. But we will also train ourselves to understand the opposing team. We will master them so that they don't master us. We will know their players. Which one is left? Which one is their court right? Which one is this? Which one is their defender? Which one, right? So that you know what you are playing against and then you come to the game with your full force. And when they start playing their games, you will be changing your game plan. So life is about moving moving forward in spite of the risks but having a game plan if any of the risks shows up but most of it never shows up make sense yes yes so, so what we're saying is if you don't try you would never know so just go for it just go, right, for, but it. go for it this is what With we call plan. calculated calculated risk taking mm. because there's another part where people will say oh fail fast fail fast i i don't like that because it's like jump off the cliff mm. you will smash your face if you don't put on your parachute my own thing is if you're going to jump anyway minimize failure through skills through exposure through getting mentorship through learning true preparation that's how you minimize risk and when you do none of that you will fall face down flat on your face mm. so i'm saying don't be foolish too that's that's really deep don't be foolish yeah have a plan always have a plan have a plan have a plan people. and move forward have a plan mm. have a game plan and that plan is this is what I want for my future. And then because you have on to that journey, about it because yes. your future is your responsibility. You're responsible for your future. Yes, it's like you're driving a car. Think about this. You're driving a car. Let's say you're going from Lagos to Kano. You are set on arriving in Kano, correct? Yes. If you get halfway and you see a detour, do you abandon that journey and go back to Lagos? No. You navigate. Uh, yes. You navigate the obstacles because your heart is set on Kano. But if your heart is not set on Kano, you turn back. But if God told you when you arrive in Kano, there's a there's a serious gift waiting for you in Kano, you will find your way to Kano, right? Yeah. You don't even let anybody discourage you from getting to Kano. Because that's where you're heading. Yes. 
it doesn't mean that you know what you're going to encounter it doesn't mean you may not take a wrong direction you know sometimes you can turn left ah i miss road you find your way back life is about finding your way back it's not about not making mistakes it's that when you do make mistake you find your way back you reroute yourself because until you see kano until you see welcome to kano until you enter kano you are not supposed to stop that's that's really deep that's really deep yeah but most of the challenges is that you are trying to <laughs> the problem people are having is they're saying do you want to go to kano with me do you want to go to Kano with me people are like mm-hmm. no i'm not going to Kano. i'm going to sokoto and you're like his journey is far right most people don't want to go alone right yeah. so they are trying to gather a community and the community is like them. yeah but community is like i'm not interested in your Kano. in fact most people will discourage you from Kano because god didn't give them a vision for Kano. that's why even abraham father abraham god said leave your leave it leave everybody alone go to leave everybody alone yes but, but abraham wants to drag lots there he wants to drag right but god says it's me and you so that's what's happening is that many of the frustration people are feeling is they don't want to go alone Mm. and life is a personal journey 100 percent. even your mom cannot go to kano with you Mm. even in marriage will your mom enter marriage with you no (laughs) no matter how much she loves you (laughs) all that she does is to support you and help you prepare the rest of it is up to you so life is that way as well so the people even love you the best they can't live the life for you they can help you prepare as best they can teach you what they know but sometimes what they know may not even be enough no that's very correct so Costoni is saying that you should not stop at any time if you lost your way find a way around it and just keep going and then whatever happens you are responsible for the future that you create for yourself i also feel like having good friendship meeting people i feel like you cannot get there alone at what point do you need people how do you keep these people in your life these days finding mentors are so difficult everyone is actually busy trying to make life life is just really happening to all of us so for people who do not really know what to do i understand that you cannot tell someone this is where to start from but if you were to advise a person who is lost what would you tell that person Hmm. Uh, before i answer that question when you were talking about you were trying to summarize what i shared rest is also a strategy rest Hmm. because on that journey you may get tired yes sometimes people may need rest not realizing that that's why they are frustrated so sleeping soundly taking nap and leaving leaving your worries that's why journaling putting it on paper and sleeping really really well is also part of our strategy because when you are well rested you can see better you can feel better you can attack the challenges with strength yes exactly so part of confusion sometimes is lack of rest (laughs) so your second question was about mentorship right yes for people who are lost okay let's say that they're already exhausted this is because they've they've not had time to rest or they didn't see the need to rest and then they are just maybe overwhelmed and they feel like okay i'm lost i mean especially ladies or not just ladies adults or youth between the age of 17 to like 24 you don't know where you're going you are just moving and it, it seems like you're not making that you're not getting results for all of your efforts what would you tell a person like that who is lost okay for me personally the person that i am from a very very young age 
I've been very, very independent. What I'm sharing may not be for everybody, right? So when I was in high school, I was the head girl of my school. When I was in uh, undergrad, I was the PRO. So for me, what has always worked for me is what I shared at the beginning of taking direction from inside not outside and because of that i do what i want to do i don't do what other people think i need to do right and because of that i don't hold anybody responsible for my future i don't hold anybody responsible for this journey because the challenge you're going to see is that many times people unknowingly will say the reason i'm not doing this is because i don't have mentorship and support right people, yes. many people are yes. there now they now use it as an excuse as a crutch not realizing that even mentors will not run the race for you they are just there to whisper guide you they are not even mm. there to guide you sis they are not there to guide you mm. they are not there that's that's the mismanagement of relationship right people want to body another person and to your point those people too are busy running their life running their own race so too many people are trying to body other people with their life and nobody wants that i don't you don't it's like a pilot a pilot is not responsible for serving you coffee and tea at the back of the plane right yes okay so a mentor really is supposed to help you to strengthen yourself so that you can run your race independently mm. and this is the cultural problem is that we raise people to be dependent but life requires you to be independent, independent. and interdependent we tell people a certain story that we are there for them but the day you come out of university you realize nobody is there for you you're alone <laughs> you're alone you're completely so, alone no? you're alone but that is the shock that is, you see you talked about is it 18 or 17 to 24 that is the shock factor is that nobody prepared the young adults mm. for running their for race reality, yes. for reality we painted a false narrative one thing i shared one day i said those who are coddled mm. if you baby people you will get a baby mm. Mm -hmm. if you continue spoon feeding people when they are 24 they will still open their mouth and say feed me keep feeding yeah. me mm. that's what's happening that's the mindset that when you step out of university at what age maybe 22 you look around you realize that everybody just graduated with they've left and moved on you yes. are alone yes but guess what for the first 20 years you've been coddled somebody was always there there's always your parents there's always support now first time ever you're by yourself that shouldn't be the first time we teach people independent living that's the problem many people crumble emotionally mm. because of the loneliness right because yeah. of the weight of the responsibility of carrying themselves to success that's really really the gap culturally is that cultures that baby their people and cuddle their people they raise weak 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 youth i was speaking at a business event at lagos business school i was virtually speaking to some youth and i said something like oh you know they need to just go to ghana and go just see what ghana is doing secretariat blah 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 and the teacher was like oh no 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 these people are young i'm like what are you saying this is the reason you cut their wings and then you say why are they not flying fly. that is the problem it's like we think 18 is young Whereas 18 in another culture is already doing what they need to do. They are fully independent. Yes, that's really true. Because one of the things that they didn't teach us as kids, or our parents didn't teach us as kids, 
is actually how to live life on our own you see before you know it our parents phone are always ringing before now i used to call my parents every second to ask questions or at some point they also have other kids that they will have to attend to so i like how the narrative is changing people are beginning to have their own their own sense of independence and how they should actually do things on their own so at what point do you think that these kids should start doing things on their own as parents i think this is the for me this is the greatest benefit i got from how i was raised <laughs> because um for my secondary school i was in boarding boarding school for the six years right okay. right from 11 to what age i was five hours or so away from my family and i only come home during the holidays or maybe a short break <laughs> so mm. you know so, so you've always been independent from eleven, source things out on your own. You pretty much the beginning. In fact, the beginning of the semester, they will give you all your provisions, give you mm. pocket money. If you spend that money, you finish it. You yeah, you will be own. looking at your empty cupboard for the rest of the semester. <laughs> there is no help. You can't so call and say mail me this or mail me that. Mm. I remember. Um, we have a family friend, uh, the Tejo shows. I remember when I was in secondary school, I think it was a birthday. After the semester, she said, didn't you see what I said? I think she sent me um, an envelope. I only got the envelope. She said she puts money inside. I said, ah, mm. <laughs> I money didn't get arrive. the envelope. I was like, money didn't <laughs> arrive. Only charged. <laughs> ah, was this in Nigeria? Nigeria. Right, <laughs> she made right. me come out of the in those days. So I was feeling like if you see that money you'll be so happy i said ah candy arrived no Thanks. money mm. i'm sure but you must have felt so sad i was like ah that money could have <laughs> gone a long way <laughs> that money could have gone a long way <laughs> so for me again i'm just sharing my own thing i think if i could look back mm. that in itself listen by the time i went to university i mean from secondary school to university i was already like leave me alone yeah, i won't let you over from yeah. even though i was like i had my thing my car that's what i'm saying like for me from 11 when I drop you off in that school with mm. pocket money Provision, Gary, Milo, um, what did they, what's that biscuit that has two Cabin. faces? Um, Bisco, no, Bisco, Cabin, yeah, Cabin, and then a Bisco, whatever. Mm. You know that you can take with Gary and peanuts and all those things, and sugar, keep sugar. You know those days, you are on your own, you know? Yeah. You don't call home, this, this is not the era of cell phone, no cell phone, no calling mm. home, nothing. So mm. I think for me, that's really, really helped me to just live life i re I even remember switching my name back then that's a funny story when i was now far away from home i swapped my middle name i made it my first name the name my parents called me when i got to that school i said you know what i want call me call me toin toin was my middle name before okay before secondary school i'm just using this as a fun way to say it's a powerful thing for you to be able to say this is who i want to be and so for me when i got to gss one and they were like what is your name i said call me toin so when my mom came to visit me, she was asking for Titi. My she calls me Titi. They were like, which Titi? Which Titi? Which Titi? What do you mean, Toin? She said, Ah, that's a middle name. Yes, Toin. So anyway, for me, from a very young age, I've, I've always just known what I want. Okay. How you were brought up influenced this? 
I believe so. I think how I was brought up and there's also, if you give yourself permission to speak your truth, mm. if you give yourself permission to confront your reality and to assert yourself, since this is what we actually have to practice. You have to give yourself permission to say what you mean and mean what you say and bear all the consequences because you are in a culture that doesn't want you to speak your truth. Mm. Right? Yes. So you are, you are in a culture that doesn't really even care what's on your mind. True or false? True. That's very true. So everybody dominates, overwhelms you with their own thoughts, particularly quote and unquote people that are positioned as superiors bosses parents elders if this this you're in a culture that says they know best and they have a freedom to overwhelm you and tell you what to do who to be from your teacher your university your everybody dominates you but here you are drowning under all of that your own needs and that's the real fight is at what point will you speak at what point will the world hear you at what point would your own thoughts matter? At what point would you assert yourself? At what point would you become yourself? Because that is the real work. That's so deep, Kotoni. I'm sure you see me everywhere. I'm always following <laughs> you every every corner. Once my once I see the notification, Kotoni Ume series, I'm always everywhere, and it's always a breath of fresh air talking to you today. If there is anything I have learned, I've learned to make the world a better place than I met it. Make the world a better place before you leave than you met it. Live a life of uh, impact and like you said, permit yourself to confront your reality. Accept your truth. It's okay to accept your truth. Even though where you are will not permit it, you should find a way around it, right? In, in instances where you cannot accept your truth, you, you know there are some people who are restricted. You want to just live the life. I mean, for your parents or whoever you grew up with and it's just so hard you feel like you cannot break out what do you want to say to them wisdom to hold your peace but not deny yourself this is where we all need so i'm going to use a word the world needs resiliency for you to achieve success in the world we need to be raising resilient kids not kids that crumble under one objection the real world out there does not care to make you happy so even the practice of this is important. You realize that those who achieve success in business, they are the ones, quote and unquote, we say stubborn, mm. right? You, you realize that the people that the teacher says, sit down, they don't sit down, they stand up. The teacher say, come, they go. You realize that that level of um, bucking the system, right? In a very creative, I'm not saying in a disruptive way, I'm saying in a creative way. In a way, you need to be a form of that. So yes, wisdom will say, if they say sit down, just do it to appeal, but but don't internalize objection, right? Mm. So for me, if somebody says this, 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 I just move on to the next person because I say that's their problem. It's not my problem. Don't make their problem your problem. Mm. If they cannot see your vision, if they cannot support your vision don't then deny your vision because one person didn't say positive things about your vision right if your boss just shuts you down do you now shut down mm. if somebody doesn't support you do you not now not support yourself don't take somebody else's judgment and then apply it to yourself don't take somebody else's conclusion and agree don't agree spiritually with thoughts and opinions that do not serve you Mm. right don't just take everything people are saying don't just believe 
you know when you give control the control of your life because you are living in a culture where oh if the pastor says don't go you don't go fear if the person says don't go you know it's like a remote control guys Hmm. Take the remote control. <laughs> hmm. Don't Being give anybody. If they, if they press a button, you crumble, right? If they say give you permission, yeah, increase your volume. Now you take permission to talk. They say don't talk, you don't talk. They say talk, you talk. Some, but don't let anybody remote <laughs> like hmm. be controlling you hmm. with their thoughts, opinions. Does their thoughts, opinion, does it factor into you arriving in Kano? arriving in Kano is between you and god and anybody that is not helping you arrive where god wants you to arrive they are not relevant don't make those who are not relevant relevant because here is the key you realize this is what usually happens most of the people that you permitted to stop you even when you now confront them they can't even remember what they said Hmm. you see when you said this they can't even remember how they disrupted you they can't remember what they said that stopped you in your tracks So people that cannot remember, you are still living your life. You are still remembering people who don't remember you. Listen, they are, everybody's living their life, running their race. The people who can support you, they will support you. The people you can support, you know, support. Other than that, the end. Hmm. Don't sit down in a corner. Oh, look at what they said. I've said it. Don't tell big dreams to small minds. Right? So they will always discourage you. Make you feel and like it's impossible. The problem, you entrusted your future in the wrong hands. Like you did that to yourself. You trusted the people you shouldn't trust with your future. And here's the key. Whatever it is you want to achieve, if those people haven't achieved it and given it to themselves, how can they give it to you? Mm. Right? Yes. People can only offer you advice, encouragement, through the lens of their own experience yeah so why are you going to someone that do not have the experience needed to fulfill your dreams mm. it's an unwise thing to do to be carrying great ideas to people that cannot even see it understand it or perceive it you get what you get if you do that you did that to yourself so part of wisdom is applying judgment in who you share your hopes dreams and aspirations with mm. lack of wisdom is taking it to the streets and sharing it with anybody and opening your heart to anybody if your heart is precious if your future is precious to you if your life is precious to you you are supposed to guard it you're supposed to preserve it you're supposed to rescue it imagine just think about joseph in the bible is a lesson he had a dream why did he open his mouth Mm. the problem is not that he shared it remember he shared it with his dad that's not the problem Mm. the problem is he shared it with people that are intimidated and they were so intimidated they literally wanted to kill him not just kill the dreams spiritually but kill him physically so that he will not even be here to fulfill it right it's one thing for people to just discourage discourage is 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 a level of bad this one is not just that they wanted to discourage not just completely yes it's not just that that they want to kill the dream they want to kill the dream carrier Mm. you see my point Uh aha yes you plus your dream needs to be protected and this is wrapping up particularly for women let me dive into that a little bit are you married no not yet Uh (laughs) Uh if you are a woman listening to me and you know your future is bright and you carry incredible dreams don't go packing yourself into a garden that is toxic if you are a rose or a flower a beautiful substance put yourself in a garden that will nurture water Mm. 
mm, your you life flourish. where you flourish mm. because dreams are killed in some marriages in some relationships futures are destroyed in the hearts that torments them because if your heart is tormented and your mind people torment your heart torment your mind you cannot create that future that we are talking about so part of wisdom only hook mm. up with people who respect you and you respect them mm. who honor you and you honor them because you are living in a culture that spreads this message that honor is only one direction Mm-mm. you honor your husband your husband doesn't honor you you honor your parents your parents don't honor you you honor your elders elders don't honor there's this one directional honor but honor is mutual respect is mutual See, if you keep honoring people and they dishonor you it's not healthy if you keep serving people and they don't serve you it's not healthy it's toxic they say submit if you keep submitting to people that do not submit to you it's unhealthy guys mm. your words will not matter your future will not matter to such people yes right yes because they use their energy to soak up all your energy they use your energy to advance and propel themselves and then you are left behind mm. thank you so much coach tony i'm speechless as always once again thank you so much for coming here with me to talk about creating the future you want for yourself once again if you want more goodness you can visit our website www.toyumesiri.com okay yeah you can yeah. write if they go to um just or if they just search for my name me <laughs> to yeah okay. amazon to the book and yeah awesome thank, thank yeah. you thank you this has been fantastic i enjoyed the conversation for me respect is mutual um that's what i believe honor and regard is something we offer one to ourselves it's not something somebody odds up and says only me you know it's this i'm the i'm the king everybody bows you know i feel like in the in the house of god god honors us you know for those who are christians all i'm just saying is let's practice what god does god doesn't override us god is a gentleman the holy spirit is sweet is kind is generous he will never impose on us jesus says i stand at the door and knock if any man opens the door i will come in so anything that doesn't look that gentle i run away Mm. i'm saying the god that created me is gentle with me who are you you to now come and interrupt my peace exactly i'm not interested (laughs) even i think the father the father who born me he's kind and generous my Mm. late father was tender and gentle with me who are you So the love I experienced with my dad, with my parents, with my mom is very awesome, is very gentle, is very kind, is very generous. So I know what true loves look like. So when anything is out there, I'm like, sorry, I'm not interested. Mm, Pack your note. Yes. So if we know God's love and we know parents' love, we can do life better, I think. Mm. Because we can recognize what doesn't look or sound like true honor dignity and respect we know it our soul knows when we've been injured Mm. our soul knows when we've been dishonored disrespected and that is you are living in a culture that does it every single day and that is the cry that is the cry of the heart is every single child 
from childhood the reason children cry is they want to be seen they want to be carried they want to be loved they want to be respected and even as adults it's still the same thing we are yearning for mm. so give it to the people around you honor the people around you respect the people around you but also gift it to yourself honor yourself respect yourself right mm. respect your own needs when you respect yourself you will demand it and you will call out anybody that doesn't give to you what you believe belongs to you Mm. it's a practice it takes time Mm, thank you so much, Ma. We definitely, I'd like to have you here again. I'm sure it aligns, what we're doing here aligns with your values. So we definitely want to have you again. This time I've spent with you. I'm not sure money can buy it. And once again, we're thankful for coming here with us today, Coach Toyin. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Once again, if you if you need to talk to someone, remember that I am here. You can always reach me on Jetro for Gram. And Jetro is spelled J-E-T-H ro for gram and if you need to reach out to the coach please reach out on the website thank you for allowing us interrupt your thought patterns again 